come on, ladies and gents. This is the Rocky theme music. This is what gets us going on a Tuesday afternoon. San Diego, you don't know what's coming. We're going to get some action here. We go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Rubbits, <laughs> come on, man. You know, those trumpets make all the difference in the world, right? Like, without that... It's all different in the world. All right, Ham, let's do this thing, dude. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't get don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest ran her own creative business for over 20 years, and like many entrepreneurs, she had a love-hate roller coaster relationship with her business. At first, she absolutely loved it. She was successful and blew all of her clients away. But with mastery came complacency, and after a while, our guest found herself waiting for the muse to strike, all the while getting lost in a rabbit hole of distractions. After nearly losing a significant long-term contract due to her inability to stop procrastinating, our guest began to wonder what was holding her in place. She found her answer in neuroscience, and now she's on a mission to help you be the action hero of your own life and turn your vision into reality. So if you want to learn to rein in your brain, interrupt self-sabotaging patterns, and take action in order to get what you want, tune in to learn from today's awesome guest. Joining us today from beautiful sunny San Diego, another homer host of the Faster, Easier, Better show, and author of Done, How to Work When No One is Watching. Welcome to the show, Ellen Goodwin! All right, Ellen, let's do this! Oh my goodness! Drop some fire, Ellen, what'd you think? What'd you think? (laughs) I love the fire. I love the fire. I love the music. I feel like I should have had a cutoff sweatshirt on with a Rocky theme. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing some jabs left and right. All right. Well, I mean, the the whole theme of today's show is become your own action hero. And, you know, the thing about Rocky is he wasn't the best. And if you ever watch, spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever watch Rocky 1, he doesn't even win the fight. And how does that (laughs) compare with, uh, with, uh, you know, the entrepreneurial journey? I mean, most people don't really win the fight the very first time they hop in the ring of this entrepreneurial space, right? They do not. They do not. I have a friend that told me years ago, like, you can't, you can't you know, knock a refrigerator over on the first time. You know, you've got to rock it back and forth before it goes down. And and that's a little bit like the entrepreneur 
entrepreneurial journey. You know, you're you're rocking it. You think it's going to go down, and oops, nope, you can't. You don't succeed. You don't succeed. So, uh, yeah, it's it's getting in that ring and fighting and coming back. It's all about the comeback, right? I, I love a ham. There's a there's a clip on here, but it doesn't quite do the whole clip because uh, I, I cut it off. But Rocky does say it's not how hard you get hit. It's about how uh, it's about how many. It's about to say it's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you get up or something like that. I'm butchering the whole line. Damn it! Oh man! And I'm now. I'm, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. Close enough. I mean, that was the other one that he says. But the point is here, it, it's it's a series of failures, right? The, every time that we go out and try something, we don't know if it's going to win. We don't know if we're going to achieve a certain amount of success or not. Would you consider failure experience? But it is an experience, Thanos. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Ellen, tell me some of your failures, some of your experiences that got you to where you are today. Oh, my gosh. How much time do we have? There's <laughs> <laughs> like way too many of them. Well, as is uh, was talked about in the introduction, you know, I ran for years. I ran my own uh, creative design firm, and I was doing great. And then I just fell into what I like to call the pit of procrastination, where I just didn't get things done. I would, you know, there was nobody watching me. There was no accountability. They, I just would not get things done. And I almost lost my business because of it. And, and that failure, because yeah, I did lose that client and a few more, that failure brought me to where I am now because it made me think about like, why am I procrastinating? Yeah, that, that makes no sense whatsoever. And it was at that point that I just did, for lack of a better word, because I hate this word, did a deep into education, training, neuroscience to discover I, I was procrastinating. And it all, all comes back to the brain. So if I hadn't failed, if I hadn't procrastinated, lost clients, business, I wouldn't be where I am now. I wouldn't understand how to overcome that, to be productive, to get things done. And I wouldn't be doing what I do now that I love. Well, let's talk a little bit about that uh, idea of going and diving deep and learning something, right? Because, you know, learning things is, it can be addicting, but uh, oftentimes what happens is we end up suffering from a paralysis of analysis, right? We're we learn not the only one cursed with knowledge. Exactly, right? We, we There are people who are very knowledgeable in a lot of different things. They get out there and they learn and they learn and they try and they and they decide that, you know, something that I was doing wasn't working. And and then, uh-oh, um, did I lose you, Ellen? Hope I think not. we might have. Oh, well, I'll keep going with you, Ham. Like, we end up, you know, we, we study and we pick up a book and that's a great book. I, I'm, I'm thinking of like, uh, I'll remove it from the screen see, until she comes back. Um, where I'm, I'm thinking of like book clubs, right? Did she come back? Not yet. I'm nope. thinking of book clubs, like our 5 a.m. club. There's so many different books that we read. There's so many different things that we learn, uh, but that's where it ends, right? Like all of a sudden we learn something and I was like, oh, that was a great book. That was a great uh, story. Mm -hmm. That was a great mm -hmm. whatever. We don't actually do anything with it. Like the implementation the is that part that that makes a difference in whatever it is that we're doing. You actually have to go out and try, not necessarily successfully and and i think that's one thing we got to accept is that we suck at the beginning mm -hmm. dude we've been we've been doing this podcast for three years and when i talk about it to people now i feel like i, I have to explain to them it took three years to figure it out like it took three years for us to get a clearly defined 
framework for our show, a clearly defined right. uh, idea in, in, mm-hmm. in, in who our ideal audience is, a clearly defined product or service. Like three years of trying to do that stuff. Ellen, you're back. And she's back. I'm back. We got you. Little, um, little surge over here and lost everything. Oh, yeah. that's all right. That that's uh that's the the downside to having a live show, ladies and gentlemen. We just gotta push through the hookups. What I what through the hiccups, right? Through the hiccups. <laughs> hiccups, hookups. Um, so, hookups, yeah. So I what, what we were talking about here was, you know, James and I have been doing this podcast for three years now. And when I explained to people that it took three years for us to really figure out and fine-tune what we're doing, there was a lot of learning that was involved. We read a lot of different books, we learned from a lot of different people. But what set us apart is we were taking action along the way. Imperfect action, but taking action along the way. So you kind of mentioned before before we lost it here, how you were taking a deep dive and learning a lot about neurolinguistics, learning about the brain. At what point did you decide, okay, I know enough to put something into action? Well, I put I put stuff into action for me right away. You know, I'd I'd learn something and I'd go, okay, let's let's see. If I do it this way, how's it going to work for me? And and I would try it out. And I did a lot of, again, trial, failure. Okay, try it this way. Doesn't work. Um, and then as I put those together, people saw what I was doing. They saw that I was getting stuff done. I was My business was increasing. Things were going really great. And that's when people started asking me to help them. So I would say, you know, it was a couple years of, of me doing trial, failure, figuring out the systems, tools that I could use. And then I brought other people, you know, I started helping them out. And it's something I still use in my my business. And that is when I talk about productivity, I talk about, you know, building better habits, being more focused, all of those things. I don't tell anyone, okay, this is the way you have to do it. It's all trial and error. I can give you five different things that you can try, but I'm never going to tell you Eh, you got to do this one thing. This is it. This is the only thing because there is no just only thing because I work differently than you work. And, and that's the important thing. So it was, it was finding the options that work for me and the options that might work for you. The, you know, and that's funny because when we talk about procrastination, there are different reasons why people procrastinate, right? It could be, yeah, I mean, I know for myself, I, and, and this is something that for me has always been, I couldn't, I can't really explain it. I get competent at something to the point where I'm like, okay, I could do this really well. And then I stop. Like, I, and then I like, I don't push past that part. Am I, am I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what, what's wrong with me? Like, I know I can get to that next level. Maybe it's the thought of that next level that is stopping me. That's a fear factor. Like, mm-hmm. what if I am good at this? What, what have you seen? And when working with people and talking to people, their procrastination story. What is their reason why, and maybe your reason why you were procrastinating? We were well, on a break. <laughs> we were on a break for sure. <laughs> uh, but but procrastination, you know, it's always sort of fear based. You know, it's fear of, of success, fear of failure, fear of of the unknown. I mean, that's like people procrastinate on things like hey, I don't want to go to the dentist. Why do you not want to go to the dentist? Because I'm afraid what they might find out. I'm afraid of the unknown. So, I mean, we do that in business. We do that in life, but especially fear of failure, fear of success. If I'm too good, just like you were saying, if I'm too good, it's, it's I'm going to have to work harder. 
I, you know, if I, if I'm excellent at this, people are going to expect this level. And I don't know if I want to do that level. And if I'm failing, it's because I don't know what I'm doing. And, it, you know, there's answers to all those different kinds of fear and, and the different kinds of procrastination. A lot of it is just breaking it down. I mean, you've heard this, just break it down into small little bits. Don't be afraid of writing the whole book. Just write the first paragraph or a middle paragraph. You don't have to start in the beginning. That's the thing. People put, the, you, we put constructs on things that we don't need to have. You know, if I want to write a book, I, there's nobody that says I can't write the middle chapter first. And if I want to learn how to do something, there's nothing that says, okay, you must do it this way because mm. everybody does things different. It's just looking at them, breaking it down and, and facing what that fear is. Okay. If I'm afraid of going to the dentist, then I'm going to break it down. And my first thing is I'm just going to call for an appointment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because well, let's, let's put these two things together, right? So we got people who are procrastinating on one side and then you have the action takers on the other side and they're, the action takers can come in one of two ways. And, and one of them is they don't prepare for anything. They don't learn and prepare, you know, and do any type of homework in advance and they get out there and do right. Uh, and they're going to, they're going to be looked at initially as the type of person who, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like you messed that up. Like that wasn't that obvious to you? No, it wasn't right. They, they, you, see, you just see them hit roadblock after roadblock, fall on their face, fall on their face. But what happens with those people is over time, those hard knocks become the lessons that they need. They're just not getting the same lessons out of a book. They're getting it in a different point of view. How do I make those two people come together? How do I get the person who won't take an action because all they're doing is learning about it? And how do I take this person who's getting, who's taking on the action? How do I make them one and the same? How, you know, what, give me some strategies that we can use to help get a person to take that action that's necessary. Okay. So one of the things that, that, that you're talking about is, um, you know, the difference between motion and action, because, you know, there's action heroes who mentioned in the beginning, there's action heroes. There's no such thing as a motion hero and motion. Those are the people that are planning. Planning is motion. Your brain thinks it's action because you're doing something. It's like making a to-do list in the morning. Your brain's like, oh, wow, look at all the stuff we did. And you didn't do anything. You just wrote stuff down. So you've got to take that, you know, the people that are the motion, the motion heroes and make them in the action heroes. And you're talking about people that are like, just blindly in action. You know what? I'm going to learn to skateboard, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to go to the skateboard park and I'm going to break bones and I'm going to learn from that. And you got the people that, like you said, read the books, watch the videos, put them together. So what I think is, is for both of them is a line in the sand and just a, you know, a figurative line in the sand for those people that are planning and planning and planning. You have to this motion, this moment where it stops. And maybe, you know, it's Tuesday at noon, no more reading, get into motion. And then for the people that are already in motion, it's stepping back and maybe doing a little planning, just, you know, Hey, watch a couple videos, get the basics down. So you're not going, you're like flailing around blindly, but that you can, you know, you can keep moving forward, both of you, because you've got two different kinds of people but move forward in different ways. Yeah. And, and the key there is moving forward, right? Is, is understanding yeah, yeah. that both of you are moving in a forward direction. 
Uh, we don't need to suffer and in the, in the spot of indecision. It's funny because James got me watching The Good Place. And I hadn't watched it before. And, I, and so I started watching The Good Place. And there's a character on there. There's Cheaty. And Cheaty suffers from he can't make a decision. If you tell him pick the brown hat or the white hat, he'll go over <laughs> every reason why it's the brown hat. And then look over at the white hat and say, well, maybe it could be the white hat. And nothing ends up happening. Mm. All right. Uh, you know, I have an answer for that. Okay. Yeah. Enlighten me, please. <laughs> because we Help do that. We do that. Let's say you have your to-do list and you, you know, you've done your big things for the day and now you've got all the little things left and you could waste the whole afternoon deciding, well, you know, I could do this or I could do this or I could do that. And what's better. And it sounds just like this guy you're talking about. So what you do, is you number every one of those things. Anytime you have a decision, whether it's it's on your to-do list or what to have for dinner or where to go for vacation, just number them. And then you roll dice. Mm -hmm. And whatever number comes up, boom, that's what you do. I have dice on my desk for that very reason. Just roll the dice. And remember, if you've got more than six things to choose from, you can't start with number one because <laughs> it's impossible to roll two dice and get a number one. I like that. I like that. You are just fine by me. You're just like Two-Face Harvey Dent or, 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 or the Joker. You're an agent of chaos. You're just going to let fate kind of decide because what you're, what you're describing here, and I think the reason why there's no, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten is because you've got to fine tune your priorities, right? At some point, you can make a list that's super long, kind of like if you're married, the honeydew list, right? It's super right. long. It's never going to end. But if you're trying to get to a certain destination, then there are six things that I'm sure there's more, but there are a core six things that you need to get done. And if you get any of these done in a day, you're moving forward. Did I, did I understand you correctly? Well, yeah. I mean, and what I was saying with the six is like, sometimes you have this long list, but you've got 10 items and you number them, but you have to start with the number two because you've got to roll two dice because you've got 10 items. Um, but it's even better to have six or less items. I like that because moving yourself forward, if you've got all of these things, you're obviously not focused in. Mm. But, um, you know, just don't waste time making decisions you don't need to make. And, and that's, a, that's a way to procrastinate. It's a way to use up your mental energy. Just roll the dice. T -t Today, Junior. That's when you got to get it done today, t -t 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 today. Well, today we're talking to Ellen Goodwin. You can find information about Ellen on her website, ellengoodwin.com, scrolling across the bottom of your page. Ellen, what are we going to find when we go there? What are you up to today? Up to today? Well, um, I am helping people get their stuff done. I have a, a book called How to Work When No One's Watching. The whole idea is that you know, we don't always have people watching, you know, for years I worked when I wasn't, no one was watching me and I learned those ways to get things done. And that has to do with what we're talking about, procrastination, building better habits, better focus. So you'll find on my website, you'll find information about the book, find information about courses. Um, you, I talk a lot about distractions because that is a prime way that we procrastinate. We get distracted. Our phone, hey, baby, let's just get on our phone. Let's get on our screens. So uh, on my website, if you, ellengoodwin.com slash blockers, I have a, a download for computer and phone blockers, free blockers that you can put on so you don't get distracted.
Um, It's like the the bumper rails at the the bowling alley. Like, let's just put this safety net on this side. Let's put the safety net on this side so you can just focus on those 10 pins at the end and now roll the ball, right? That's what I'm hearing you. You are all spot on. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, the world... when you can get your stuff done, you get your have tos done so you can get to do your want tos. I mean, that's the whole, that's really the message of productivity is being able to get what you have to get done so you can go on and get your other stuff, do the fun stuff, go bowling badly with bumpers. <laughs> well, James is better than me. I, I definitely need the bumpers. He can actually keep the ball down the middle. I'm, I, I'm, I'm over it. I, I can't. Uh, you know, losers always whine about their best. <laughs> All right, I see you, dude. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, Ellen, take me back to, to your procrastination days. I feel like sometimes there are entrepreneurs who don't realize some of those distractions that are coming to their life. They they keep feeling like they're busy. They're just don't feel like they, they just don't know why they're not being productive. Right, right. I mean, a lot of people, and I was just actually writing about this this morning, that busyness is a sign, you know, like a badge of of honor. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. That is a choice. That is a choice. That tells me that you have not identified what your important work is, and you're not focusing on it. Because your important work is the stuff that, again, moves you forward, like we talked about, because you, whatever it is your goal is, and whether it's to get more clients, to build your business, to sell your business, you have a goal. And so your important work is going to move you towards that. So your your job is to eliminate the stuff that keeps you from your important work. And and that is just, you know, like I said, distractions. That that's gonna that's gonna stop you. Um, you know, having bad habits, not focusing, but it's, it's finding your important work, focusing on that, doing the things to move that forward. How do you feel about the hustle mentality? I think there's a big misconception between, uh, and you kind of laid it out there between that hustle mentality, somebody who's working towards something and working a lot versus somebody who's busy trying to be a hustler. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of like the hustle lifestyle. I like to sleep way too much for that. So I, I believe that you can narrow down what you need to do. You can find what you need to do. What is important today that will move me forward? I have a, a quote on my wall that says, did I spend today chasing mice or hunting antelope? And that's the thing. Mm. You want to be hunting antelope. You know, busy is hunting for mice and, and mice aren't going to feed you. You're looking for the antelope, the big thing. So um, the hustle is, you know, oh, I'm so busy. I, I have to post here. I have to do this. I have to do. You can delegate. You know, you can you can go through and you can give yourself a digital detox. So you're not, you know, spending all your time on things that aren't helping you. I think it's, it comes down to identifying and and being very very clear about what moves you forward and focusing on that instead of trying to take care of all the little things. Speaking of uh, delegating, I had lunch today with a colleague uh, and he was talking about what he called his 70% rule. Uh, And what he said is he had to come to grips with uh, his ability to scale a company when he would uh, write down his process and then train somebody to run his process he had to come with to come to grips with the fact that that person 
was not him. That when he delegated, that person might not be 100% the way he was, but as long as they were able to be a C, a 70% at that process, he was able to grow and scale and gain more of his time. When you talk to people about you know delegating, how hard is it for them to let go of that control because everything has to be perfect? Oh my God. Per- perfectionism is like one of the <laughs> prime reasons people procrastinate. You know, whether it is like, oh, I, I can't delegate this because they won't be perfect or this isn't perfect. You know, I can't send this out into the world. I mean, unless you are making like that, that rocket ship that went up today or you're, or you're doing brain surgery, most things do not have to be 100% perfect. And, and that's hard for people to, to swallow, but it is just like you're talking about your friends, 70%. If that's going to move your business forward and like the roof's not going to fall down and clients aren't going to run screaming down the street, I would go with it. Yeah. That's, and that's a, the, the thing is, you know, he, he, and just to clarify, ladies and gentlemen, he's not saying the end result is going to be 70% of what he's used to. He's just saying the person who comes in is not going to have the same energy. It's not going to have the same work et- work ethic as you do, as the owner does. And it's okay to relinquish some of these things and get and empower your employees to do some of these things because you've built the processes in place. But you have to let go of some things. Otherwise, you stay stuck busy, right? I mean, how important is it to you to have the time to sleep in, to have that time to do whatever it is that you want to do versus those things that you have to do? Exactly. I'm I'm right there with you because, yeah, it's lovely to be able to say, okay, um, this is happening today. And so I'm going to work all morning and then I have to take the afternoon off because this is, you know, I can do that. And it's important to me. So I'm, I am right there with you. The 70%, you know, getting this stuff done, but it, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you're not making yourself crazy. Mm. Cause time is valuable. I mean, what, I mean, I think, I think the other side of that is it, we often forget why we got into business in the first place. We get stuck in all the complicated details of whatever you're selling and your processes and whatnot. But what did you do this for? You did it so that you can put food on the table and you had extra time to spend with your friends and family. What happened to that extra time? It's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. If you don't focus in on it, if you don't put your effort forward in that direction, like we were talking about earlier, get rid of those distractions, mm-hmm. then you're going to not have that time. Ellen, before we head out, because we are running low on our time, yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I know we talked a little bit about what's on your website, but if people want to reach out to you, talk to you, read some of your stuff, how can they get a hold of you and what are you offering them? Um, okay. They can always reach out to me at Ellen at ellengoodwin.com. Um, you can contact me through the website. Uh, a lot of my articles and stuff are up on medium. And if you go to my website, Ellen at ellengoodwin.com. Nope. That's my, (laughs) that's my address. Ellengoodwin.com slash blockers is where you can download a, a complete guide to computer and phone blockers. So you can stop some of those distractions and you'll be able to get more done. I mean, there's this great blocker on there that turns your phone that uh, can turn your phone black and white. I mean, you've got that on your phone now, but it also turns things black and white and then makes all your icons boring. Mm. Well, if they're not red with notifications, ladies and gentlemen, or beautiful <laughs> colors because they're designed to grab your attention, you're not going to exactly. click on them as much and you're going to be focused on what you're supposed to be focused on. 
Ellen, I've had a great time talking to you today. Um, and we are in the business of, of customer testimonials. So if you can do me a favor and let me know what was your experience like with us on the Business Bros podcast? This has been one of the funnest podcasts I've ever been on. Um, I had a blast. I apologize for the technical stuff, but this was fantastic. Every step of the way has been spot on communication, you know, reaching out, making sure I knew everything that was going to happen. And I've loved your questions. I love how prepared you are. I'd talk to you guys again. Let me ask you this. Who do you think would be a good person to listen to the show? Like demographic wise, who should be listening to our to the podcast? Oh, well, definitely today, anybody who's procrastinating. But Norm, I'd say, you know, someone that wants to be like succeeding because I've listened to other of your podcasts and all the stuff you guys bring up is outstanding. So anyone who's rising up in business and wants to learn from great people, they should be listening. You heard it, ladies and gents. Look, that is the power of a testimonial. Ellen, I'm going to share with you the framework that we use to create amazing testimonials, just like the one you gave us right now. It's pretty simple, ladies and gents. Here's the framework, okay? There's no secret. It's pretty easy. The first thing we did is we did a little bit of homework. James did the fire intro. We told Ellen how awesome she is, because she is. She's totally awesome. Everything she's done in her career to date, and imagine what's going on uh, in here in the future. Then the second part is we asked Ellen how amazing she is. Ellen shared with us all kinds of cool stuff that she's up to. She even got some blockers for you guys to help you guys out. So make sure you guys go to uh, to her website, ellengoodwin.com, and get those blockers squared away. And then the last thing we did after we gave her a great customer experience is we asked. You have to ask, ladies and gents. You can't get a customer testimonial without asking. Now, when it comes to the editing and asking, you know, doing all the actual testimonial stuff, we got you covered. All you got to do is go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials or just go to businessbros.biz, click on that testimonial button. We'd love to help you out because, Ellen, how cool would it be if your customers were talking about you the way you talked about the business bros? That'd be pretty awesome. So you heard it, ladies and gents. Get out there, start making some more money. Turn your customers into your sales force. And that's what we do here on the Business Bros Podcast. Ellen, thank you very much for being a guest and sharing your story today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. And you know what? I, can, I, just, I just can't go on without you know giving me some more Rocky. So let's do this one more time. We'll head out with the last little bit of Rocky. Dun, dun, dun. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you guys again manana. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.